On today's show, we bring in Willie O'Ree Award finalist Karen Oda O'Brien to discuss her nomination for the Willie O'Ree Award, her journey through playing hockey, and starting the Florida Women's Hockey League and Lucky Pucks Hockey Club. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, July 31st of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on X at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on, on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. So like we teased at the, in our cold open, Willie O'Ree Award finalist Karen Ota O'Brien is going to be joining us on the show to discuss the nomination and the growth of the game. So now let's get to that conversation with Willie O'Ree Award finalist Karen Ota O'Brien. And now joining me on today's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, as teased earlier, Karen Ota O'Brien the Willie O'Ree finalist, but there is more than just the, the, the nomination for the Willie O'Ree finalist. Uh, and for everyone, I want to introduce Willie O'Ree finalist and the president of the Florida Women's Hockey League, Karen Ota O'Brien. Karen, <laughs> welcome to Locked On Panthers. Uh, thanks for having me, Armin. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining and uh, re- really, uh, really heard your name mostly uh, through in, in the month of February during All-Star Week uh, when when all the festivities were going on around the ice den. And I also want to give a special shout out to uh, our, our, our friend, Aaron Brown of the Hockey News for connecting us together. Uh, saw you guys. I saw you guys play in February, but really didn't interact with uh you until development camp uh th- this past year for the florida panthers and then the your, your girls night out on it i believe it was on a thursday that week uh at the at the panthers ice den and that you and i got to interact and the first thing i really that caught my eye was the tape that you had on your stick the canadian flag uh, there <laughs> and i want you to I want to give you the floor for a little bit about your background where you're from and 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 your travels around the world from where you were to now and, uh, and the, your access or lack thereof, uh, to hockey growing up. Right. I, um, I grew up in a small little logging, uh, ranch and community town about six hours North of Vancouver in British Columbia. I'm proud to be Canadian. Um, I'm just proud of my roots. It's a small, small town, but it was, uh, just growing up with the salt of the earth people. And, uh, but ironically there was no, a girls hockey program there and I didn't start playing um, hockey till I moved to Florida to South Florida and with the expansion of the Panther team um, coming in in the early 90s that started bringing out more women um, out of the woodwork with uh, 
you know, just with them being a, a professional team. So I was able to, to slowly grow from my program of like six of us to a travel team that we played in the Sunshine State Games in the early 90s. And then from there, I, I met um, a lot of other women around the state. So in the early 2000s, the Florida Women's Hockey League was formed. And right now we have cities from all over the state, from as far uh, north as Pensacola, Jacksonville, all the way south to uh, to South Florida. And um, so the Lucky Pucks also is part of that. That's a team that I started with a, a bunch of uh bunch of my girlfriends and uh, so we play in the Florida Women's Hockey League as well as we have we skate uh, twice twice a week uh, locally and play in some out-of-state tournaments too when when we can um, fit in into our schedule yeah and uh, the Florida Women's Hockey League uh, non-profit organization it founded in 2002 Lucky Pucks was a thing that uh, what was originated in uh, 2007 looking at the timeline there but you also moved had a stop in between uh to the u.s virgin islands in uh saint thomas as well uh there as well but there's also the story about the invitation it was i believe you were out to lunch with people when 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 the when the when the idea was brought about how take us a little bit into that conversation well it's because we were already playing in the Sunshine State Games and I'd met a bunch of women that were playing around the state, um, there was uh, the the owner and managers, um, actually um, Carlos, Carlos Freitas' wife, Debbie Danman at the time, and Linda Ballinger, they were friends of mine and we decided, Lin, um, Debbie had a really good connection with the West Coast, with the kids program and was involved with Sayhoff hockey and USA hockey. So between the three of us, we met at a, at a bar and, and uh, wrote down a bunch of notes and how this was going to start. And uh, with their help, the three of us founded the, um, the Florida women's hockey league and to where it is today. I'm, I'm currently the president have been for the past few years, but uh, it's, I, I got to tell you, working and organizing all these programs it does take um you know an, an army of of women to uh to help and uh without the support of all them um the, the program wouldn't be where it is today you know i, I have some very capable uh intelligent hard-working women behind me all the way to to get where we are today and the exposure with the nhl at the all-star game and me being a finalist for the Willie O'Ree and with uh, the USA Hockey Adult Player of the Year, really, um, it, it sure did. It, it not only gave us exposure, but it, uh, it was a big uh, validation of all the time and effort and all the unpaid volunteer hours it takes to start a program in South Florida. So I really appreciated both of those, uh, both of those recognitions. It was nice. Yeah, it, it's 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 really great, and even even though the you didn't you didn't win the actual award, you're still a winner in 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 our eyes, at least in mine for for sure. But one thing I would I do want to ask you is the the fight for ice time when when it when it gets to when when it gets to being on the rinks as well. Uh, there there there's uh, videos of you guys at, at at in Boca Panthers Ice Den, but when when it comes to booking and 
and even especially when you were starting how how was how was dealing with possible rejection for uh how do you guys handle possible rejection for for ice time at, when you were trying to get a girls night out and the Florida Women's Hockey League started that totally totally was a huge uh obstacle uh but just building relationships with um these these the, the owners of the rinks um hell and Carlos and AJ, all three of them, the general managers of, of these of the Ice Den and uh, Boca and Palm Beach in Lake Lake Zone, Palm Beach Skate Zone in Lake Worth. Um, I've known, you know, I've known Hal and Carlos for as long as I started this program and they've always been, you know, really good supporters of, of the program and, and uh, slowly but surely, you know, um, yeah, I still have I have all their support as well. So I, I'm very appreciative of that. But that is to compete with uh, programs um, for the kids in the men's program. We tend to get bumped because they, you know, we run a program that are all working moms and it's hard for them to um, to get out at, at 10 o'clock at night. It's just, it's not doable. So um, just with lasting long-term relationships, uh, we've persevered and we're, and with the help of those three guys it's it's helped grow the help grow the program and we're also moving in we this is the first year that we uh we've started a u16 travel lucky pucks team that's all rostered in south florida that we're really proud of uh we partnered with uh madison eckler and her father uh todd and they've been instrumental in getting that off the ground and uh, with our support uh they're going to be playing in the southern girls hockey league we're going to pause this conversation with our special guest, Karen Ota O'Brien, for on today's show and talk to you guys all about FanDuel. And take your first swing at betting a MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend on betting everything from the money line to over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. When you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. That's great. And with with it being such a close-knit community you spoke about you spoke about women who have dealt with with uh getting out at 10 p.m to go to the rink when and multiple rinks are open very late because you have to have your public skate your your youth hockey uh your public skate you name it and usually the the leagues are mostly open the adult leagues are mostly open late at night sometimes even past 11 p.m. And, and 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 midnight at times but you also deal with a lot of women who are dealt with the societal expectations of being being moms and putting the pressure on them but still having the opportunity to drop their kids off at home and and coming to a community where they can just turn that off for a few hours leave their phone in the bags in the locker rooms and just have a very therapeutic in, in environment what's what do you want these people to to take away when they do step on the ice well all along i've always provided a a safe 
fun atmosphere where they can just come out and, and not and just go out and chase that puck for an hour and it is probably the most therapeutic thing that I think a parent could have because they're out there and it just kind of just cleanses cleanses their their brain for a while because all they're thinking about is chasing that puck around um, and it's the GNO program and the Lucky Pucks Travel Program enables that well, you know, I, I got to tell you, I started the Lucky Pucks just because I wanted a place for myself to play selfishly because I wasn't college. I only started skating when I, I moved here. I knew how to skate from skating on frozen hay fields, but I wanted to create a spot for people like me that didn't come up in a college uh, background. Um, and it was just to play. I, I formed it for just a bunch of my girlfriends to play and to get out of town for the weekend. Um, away from their husbands and wives and, and kids. <laughs> so, and that just grew to, we now have a, a, a you know, C division, two rec divisions and a novice beginner division, um, which funny it is that the beginner and novice is a lot of older women that are wanting to to come out and that have um, been taxi cabs with their, for their kids all these years. And now the kids are done and now they're like, you know what? I. I want to try it. I want to do this. I, I want some mom time and this is how I'm going to do it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty proud of what we've, we've started is just a, a sisterhood of, of, you know, a hockey family that uh, people, that women can come out and just have a good time for a couple hours. One of the, one of the coolest things that I saw um, in, in, in the three minute video uh, from introducing you for the Willie O'Ree award is the fact that a lot, some of these women have started at age 11 <laughs> at times they travel out of state to go play hockey. But even when they are done with college, even if they don't end up playing professionally, they come back to, oh, no. and, and they, and they, and they, they don't forget the lasting yeah. impact of the, of the community that you, you have created even if it's something as simple as I don't, I don't, I, I don't know how many phone calls even outside the rink that you've had or the, the amount of times that maybe it's like a two hour conversation outside the rink of just needing a friend as well. But I could only imagine those, those times when they were away, it, 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 it just, it's just so ingrained in their minds that saying it's safe and I, I want to come back to something like this. How, how rewarding is it to see when someone goes away for a little bit to it's do so to to grow to grow up and then to come back and back, still play? I know. You, you know, I just realized. You know, I just gave me goosebumps when you said that because it is kind of remarkable, isn't it? And it, it, one uh, really cool kind of circle is is uh, one of the girls, well, sisters. Uh, the Gleckler sisters, they started with us when we they were 11 and 12. And, and actually, I, I did get some uh, pushback from the women because they were they were good, too. And uh, these women were saying, well, you know, this is for women. And I'm, I'm going, yes, but without they don't have anywhere else to skate. And I want to provide a safe spot for them. Their dad asked if they could play. They can totally play because they're very good. Uh, they're probably better than some of you guys, so no, we're gonna we're gonna keep them, and uh, you know it, it was just been a full circle. Those two girls did go to went to college. Um, Katie was uh, went to UMass, and um, but we just you know 
they keep in touch. And whenever they, they were, um, when Katie came into town or, and her sister continued to play with us, she would play. And um, now they're in their 20s. And Katie now is the head coach for the U16. So it's kind of like been a full circle. And it's been just just cool to see. But yes, it's, it's a place where um, these women and girls could come to if they were having problems at home. Um, you know, we would we would help them out and give them give them that that um, camaraderie and that feeling that hey, you're not in this alone. You have all your hockey sisters, and we can help you get out of this. You know, any situations or or bad situations that they were in. So, um, but that's yeah. Thank you, thank you for bringing that up. I uh, yeah, it makes me feel happy that we're providing such a place for these for people like that. Yeah, and, and I'm and I'm sure a lot of and and I'm sure the what has them coming back is one word that one word that a lot of the women probably don't don't have when it comes to bringing back these people, and that word is judgment too. That 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 is that is probably that is probably that's probably why they come back because they don't feel that that sense of, of judgment on on whatever they may be uh, going through. But I do want to talk about you your nomination for the Willie O'Ree award and you you've known Willie O'Ree the underdog story of him uh and but the awareness of the award as well and you of course th this wasn't this wasn't an award this wasn't an award that wasn't around until just a few years ago so definitely it, it's not something that you did for the notoriety you just wanted to bring people together but tell tell us a, tell the listeners a little bit about how that call or text or, or email was when you were first notified that you have, were named a finalist for the Willie O'Ree Award. It was yeah, it was. I cried. <laughs> I cried and, and and said, why didn't you couldn't have tell me this? Because I'm on camera and I didn't wear my waterproof mascara. <laughs> but it, I did know Willie O'Ree um, and his story. And um, and after learning how it came about me getting nominated too was it, it happened very organically and with all my my teammates. Um, they had 24. They had just found out about it. And the, the closing of the um, of the voting or the nomination process was 24 hours. So they were able to grab behind my back without me knowing, um, getting up, up about 40 nominations within 24 hours to the NHL. And then from there, the NHL just qualified me. And then I was I was given a call and it just, you know, there was, you know, I, when I when I was nominated, um, the first things that came into my head were the, the, maybe the three things bad that had happened through these years. And, and I, I went, wow, like, you know, all of that, the heart, you know, all the long hours and there were a lot of some challenges um, through these 30 years that I've been doing it. And it, it just was, it was all worthwhile. Like, you know, the NHL actually, um, recognizes what it takes and um, it was huge it was a huge recognition and to be up against all these other do-gooders that were you know from Canada and the United States I was like it was 
was pretty, pretty, I was pretty, pretty, felt pretty awesome. Um, and that Willie O'Ree family now, the, the nominations, we become a family and um, it, there's some amazing people. And it only inspired me to where I can maybe take this, my group next to doing more philanthropy and reaching out to doing more outreach programs um, and helping the underprivileged kids as well. So it just only just like made me aware of more things that could be done in the hockey community. We're going to pause this conversation with Willie O'Ree finalist, Karen Ota O'Brien. We'll be back to the, this conversation after this commercial break. Yeah. And, and to say that someone's impact on a community is more than another for me, it, it that's not at least the way that I see this award. I know there had to be a winner the way this was structured either way, but the, the way the, the the award was distributed is the winner got 25k to charity of their choice and and the other fun the other finalists got 5k towards their charity of yes. of, of choice uh yes. talk to us a little bit about the your your charity of choice it is going back to the the girls program um, because I think that is, is needed. We don't, the Lucky Pucks is the first uh, all South Florida rostered, so I really want to help them out. And um, I want to give back. Uh, one storyline that really touched my heart was he's uh, the Baltimore uh, gentleman, Noel. Um, he won, he was a, a winner last year, last year, I believe, no, two years ago. And his, his, um, program is Tender Bridge and he does an outreach program for underprivileged kids in Baltimore. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give back a little bit to him as well. Um, all, every, you know, all the, the two other uh, gentlemen that I was up against, I, I was, I was just happy, you know, I was happy that if anyone, any one of us had won, you know, it was cause they all, we, they all deserved it as well. So um, the 5K will go towards a really good, you know, to good, uh, to a good, to a good programs and will not go to waste. That's for sure. No, no doubt. And I'm sure the fact that even if they're not physically seeing it, the fact that it's known that it's, it's going back to the program to possibly go, go possibly to another tournament out of state, if that's what's needed, if it's for more advertising and promotion as well and, and all that, that is, that can only benefit. There's no hurt, especially in, in that sense when it, when it comes to that. And you, you spoke about the lucky pucks, U 16 uh, girls uh, team, but also I want you to get, um, have an opportunity to promote, your golf tournament that's going on in uh, September, your Lucky Pucks uh, golf tournament. Right. Yes. Well, back to, you know, with the U16, you know, these parents, it's, it's a lot to do for a travel program. So that's, you know, how we and just playing travel program period um, for the women as well. And that's why we started this golf tournament about 15 years ago, just to help offset costs that it takes and to help run the program, my travel program or the, the Lucky Pucks program. It is our 15th annual and I just, I'm a firm believer of just paying it forward as well. So um, not only does it help 
like I said, to go to the help offset costs for individuals that can't afford to, to, to play. Um, but I like to donate back to, um, to charities close to our heart, the Leukemia Society, the Cancer Society, where we've lost um, some, some dear sisters from through that. Um, the SPCA is close to my heart, Women in Distress, the St. Jude's, you know, these are all also um, charities that we like to to partake in. And uh, so um, pretty proud of the fact that we've raised over probably about 25000 just for charities itself, Amazing. but not only going back into helping, you know, single moms or college kids or, um, you know, and now with the junior team to help their parents pay for their kids being able to travel because it's expensive. Yeah, uh, and uh, also women who are possibly getting divorced as well, who are, have yes, the burden yes. of 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 having to claim custody for kids as well. So that's 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 a that's a that's a really hard that's really hard for them, and and this eases eases that burden as as they're wanting to just get on the ice and just and and, and like we mentioned earlier, just re relax a little bit from from that as well, and. Of course, growth is all about. This is all about growth. Over over double digit teams around the state of Florida in the Florida Women's Hockey League. Uh, and, but if if a female is trying to get into the 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 female that is listening to this podcast is wondering how to get started, and they're thinking that would be fun. What would you what would you tell them is the best way to get started in, in being part of girls night out lucky pucks, the Florida women's hockey league. What, what, what is your advice to them? Well, we are in the fall, we are partnering with the Panthers and going to be doing a ball hockey clinic um, to, to start for just for people that don't know whether or not they want to, they like the game of hockey. Um, they're, the Panthers also do a learn to play program. They're mm -hmm. they're um, they're all over at all the rinks, and that is where uh, they also outfit you with some really nice hockey equipment with the bags, skates. They fit you with all the equipment, and then they give you I think it's a twelve week course of where you learn how to skate, you learn how to play hockey, and then once you're done that, um, then you then you're ready for the transition of going into the girls' night out program with the Lucky Pucks offer, and that's a weekly program. Which is, there's no refs. It's just a shinny game. It's just a fun game. We split into groups and we put the lines accordingly to your um, your how how good you know how good you are, and then from if and then if you want if you're even wanting it more and wanting to get more involved in the travel program then there's a spot for you there. And we've even began, like I said, a novice beginner. So all this information is um, is on our site, luckypuckshockey.org. And uh, you can also follow us on Instagram or on Facebook, which is at Lucky Pucks Hockey. Um, and you can just give me a holler. I'm as close as the phone. Just give me a holler and uh, I'll see how we can get you fitted into one of these groups. If you already um, have experience, then, you know, just reach out and we'll, We'll get you in the in the JNU program. And one one note before we get out of here is, if you do participate in learn to play and get fitted, you do get to keep the equipment um, that is part of paying for the learn to play program at the Panthers 
ice den and like karen said uh, uh with about her website uh if you want to rewind this uh um this uh the show to have her say it again you're you're you you guys the listener are more than than welcome to do that and hopefully it, it, it there is nothing but growth here on on when it comes to women's hockey in the state of florida and worldwide even but karen i want to thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the lockdown florida panthers podcast discussing growing the game with with, with you and uh and I, I, I want to say thank you, and I hope to see you again uh, in yes. person next time I come down to South Florida. Anytime, Armin. You know where to find me. Ice dinner at Boca Ice or at the, at the skate zone in Lake Worth. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And every day is make sure you come back on Wednesday for another edition of Widen's Wednesday. So I'm Armando Velez with Karen Ota O'Brien. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>